Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon! Morning Mon, how are you this morning? Ah, good as gold, how are you Lyle? By the smi- size of the smile on your face, I perceive that you may have won last night's number of steps challenge. Dude, I absolutely smashed it. I'm a little bit concerned because, like... Uh, you may have raised the bar so high now that your <laughs> competitors are going to be like, okay, I'm going to do this many steps, and now you're going to have to do even more than that every day I'm just concerned I'm going to have to call, like, a Fitbit intervention on myself because last night I, like, I went to bed, Lyle, like, went to bed, lights off, pajamas, in the, tucked in everything, and then I was like, oh, let me just check the leaderboard and see who's in lead. As you do and after <laughs> you've gone to sleep almost. At which point I know... We all do this. You do know that, right? The whole world does this. It's just what everybody does. It's normal... Normal behaviour is like, oh, I'm nearly asleep. Let me check my Fitbit stats. <laughs> but at that point, I noticed that I was like 500 steps away from hitting 60K and I was like, I'm oh, sorry, 60,000 steps. Yeah, 60,000 Oh, okay. Steps. So not 500 steps behind the leader. No, just 500 steps from 60,000 step, steps. Like, this is how crazy I've become. And so I got out of bed, Lyle, put my fluffy pink bunny slippers on and stomped around the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> doing figure eights until I got those 500 steps in and then I went back to bed. And what did your housemate think of this? Thankfully, she was not home. Okay. Yeah, she'd gone out to play basketball. She plays late and I go to bed early. Why didn't you just give her your Fitbit? Because that's cheating. Oh, okay. You naughty uh, cheater. Anyway, uh, anyway. <laughs> this is a delay broadcast introduction. Between which, the two of you, you could you could team up and become I know, oh, unconquerable. I know. I know. There's there's so many your ways housemates you like an ex- exercise freak. Yeah, there's actually many ways you could cheat on this thing, but I'm trying to keep it honest because by cheating, I actually hurt myself. Yes, yeah, so I did honest. I did offer you the use of my wood lathe or my <laughs> drill, <laughs> and we could get some get some steps on that <laughs> on that uh, Fitbit. Anyway, um, hopefully by the time this delayed broadcast is listened to by our listeners. I'll have actually been crowned queen of the Fitbit challenge because it is a week-long challenge. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because today is Friday, which means our listeners won't hear this until Monday, and I only have to the end of today to get it in, get the rest of the steps in, and then it clocks out, and then the game's over. Anyway. So you've just got to win today, and that's it. You've won. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. If I can, keep, if I can hold on to the leader's position today, I'm good. But yeah, I probably still have to take about two hours on the treadmill tonight. The gauntlet has been mm-hmm. thrown down. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anyway, if you'd like to listen to the live show, you can do so. Just jump across to uh, faithfm.com.au and press play. Or you can download the TuneIn app, search for Faith FM Australia, press play. Or better yet, call us here, find out how we can get the live show out to your area and uh, we can make that happen for you. Stay tuned. Great show coming up right now.
pleasure safely to arrive at home. With Chelsea Moon with Come Now Found here on Faith FM. And as we get into today's show, we have a clue for our quiz. What have you got for us there, Mon? Yes, I'm so excited about this one. Uh, I I guess it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. I mean, the first couple of clues might be a little bit cryptic, uh, but getting easier. It's not, it's not a hard one. So it's a who am I quiz this morning. And the first clue is this. I was given the name... Zaphineth Pania. Zaphineth Pania. Not to be confused with paninis because that's a sandwich. So Zaphineth Pania. I reckon you're pronouncing it wrong. Oh, absolutely. I'm pronouncing it wrong. I reckon if, I, I reckon if you pronounced it right, I'd know the answer. Here, let me, let me oh. show oh, you okay. the top. Can you yeah. <laughs> no, that, that was kind of just my excuse. You weren't supposed to take my excuse away. <laughs> you thought I was going to show you the whole quiz card. I was going to. I was, I was going to yeah, be like, right. yeah, she just said it wrong. That's why I've got it wrong. I have but no I idea. I said that right, didn't I? I? Have absolutely. I said zero. that right, didn't I? I, I have no idea. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Do we spell I it no for idea. you? I have no idea. No, you don't need to spell it for me because you don't know the answer. You I have no <laughs> idea who the answer. What the answer yes! is. I have zero, Give me a call if you know the answer. Clue. I'm very excited. Give me a call if you know the answer. One. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your answers 0491-064-669 or message us through any of our social media platforms and we'll get a hold of that. And today's prize, I'm going to give away another music CD. I'm going to give away Anna Beden's album. 
Uh, so that's the prize for today. Uh, wonderful, wonderful music album there. And uh, you'll get that in the mail if you can tell me the answer. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. Mon, what have you got for positively different news this Look, morning? you know, every time we talk about, um, you know, bad stuff happening in the Islamic and uh, the Muslim community, Lyle, you and I, we always come to the same conclusion um, at the end of our pieces where we say the Muslim community needs to stand up and be louder in the condemning of the bad behavior of um, the extremist, you know, corner of their community. Yes. Are you literally drawing a face on a mandarin right now, Lyle Southwell? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm actually drawing kites. I'm a- it's their kites. You're faces. drawing kites. This is Lyle Southwell, your breakfast show presenter, drawing kites on mandarins. <laughs> yeah, well, because see, the mandarin, is in a, the mandarin is in a bag with mm-hmm. all kinds of diamond shapes on it. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of lend it, lends itself to drawing kites. Do I need to confiscate the mandarins? Because <laughs> that is my breakfast, you know, <laughs> that you're now poisoning with ink. Yeah, that looks good, though. <laughs> He's so yeah. distracted. It's like you've fallen into a trance where you must shape diamonds. Anyway, anyway, anyway. It's the shape of the, it's the, shape of the holes in the bag. So this is actually coming out um, uh, uh, of, of a really uh, broken place at the moment. Um Oh man, this is so. I'm trying really hard not to cry. So they, the Muslims, right? Yes. So uh, have you ever been in a? You know, remember when we were in Ethiopia and we jumped in those tuk-tuks? The bad edges. Yeah, the you know, literally every other country on the planet called it a tuk-tuk. But it's like a, it's like a. Th- I want to say two or three person taxi. We squeeze yes. three in the back. Three wheeler. Yeah, little three wheeler. A uh, little. I'm not a buggy. How do you explain tuk-tuk to someone who's never seen a tuk-tuk before? Everybody's seen a tuk-tuk. Okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, there's a village uh, <coughs> that's been in lockdown um, following the community clashes uh, in Sri Lanka recently, of course, and um, a Muslim cab driver, Muslim tuk-tuk driver, came to the rescue <coughs> of a Hindu woman um, who is in, in, in childbirth. So at the moment in Sri Lanka, they have um, the curfews because, you know, a lot of the rioting and stuff has been going on. And uh, it's, it's a very strict police curfew, by the way. And, um, you know, after people people have been injured and properties have oh, been killed. damaged. People have died. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really yeah, terrible. Yeah. Um, but a lady, uh, Nandita Daz, uh, she actually went into labor. And um, and her husband, Rubon, called for an ambulance. But no ambulance driver was willing to risk breaking Break the curfew. The curfew. That's right. Um, and well, this is a country that's been in civil war for 25 years, so they don't muck around. Yeah, yeah. And when I they get, make a curfew, you do not mess with that curfew. Yeah, and I suppose it's not just because you don't want to break the law. You're probably like in danger of um, you yeah. Know, yeah, endangering just, yourself. The military just shoot you down. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but unfortunately her labor pains were getting worse. And uh, and so her husband started calling neighbors and, um, and different ride services in hopes of finding someone who would drive them to the nearest hospital, which was 10 kilometers away. And, uh, and they... Um, Actually managed through uh, the grapevine over there uh, to get hold of a guy called Makbul Hussein Laksar. He's a 32-year-old tuk-tuk driver, and he heard about the couple's predicament um, through one of their mutual acquaintances. And uh, and even though he was really tempting fate by breaking the curfew, he immediately drove up to the house, um, picked them up in his tuk-tuk, and took them to the hospital 10 k's away. Now, 10 k's away might not seem like much, but 10 k's in a tuk-tuk. 10 k's in a uh, tuk-tuk and uh, 10 k's in a tuk-tuk during a curfew because these things do a maximum of what 25 kilometers now. Yeah, they do not go fast, and um, so, yeah, and, and and they and they're noisy. So it's not like you can sneak around in the middle of the no, night. No, no. This is not. Everyone you know, would have known that someone outside yep. was breaking curfew. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, and and it's not like you can life. zip through it, you know, 300 kilometers an hour and just not get caught. No, 
Yeah. Neither neither of those things apply. And I think it was also a beautiful gesture because this was a Muslim um, cab driver and it was a Hindu family. And so there was like a reach across the, the current situation and they helped each other out. Beautifully enough, uh, shortly after they arrived at the hospital, she gave birth to a healthy baby boy and she named him Shanti, uh, which which uh, means peace prevailing over conflict. Oh, nice. That's Isn't a, that that's great? a really yeah, nice story like because it. that really illustrates the experience that she's just yeah. had and uh, particularly in the country that they're in. And they said that they're indebted to the to this compassionate cab driver um, for putting his own life at risk in, in you know in order to help them during you know pretty trying time. And uh, and she the the father said the new father said I have no words to express my gratitude to him. The worst was possibly in store, but God sent him to us. Isn't that lovely? That's amazing. Especially coming from like a Hindu couple yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. a Muslim guy. Yep. Um, uh, and the, this is what our world needs to see more of. Yeah, and the cool thing is the story got out, right, around the community and uh, the deputy commissioner, he actually found out about what happened and so he wanted to congratulate them and so he actually visited their family um, shortly after this incident and, uh, you know, and, he, and she actually also visited the cab driver because she wanted to congratulate him on his valour and also express hope that, that his actions would inspire, you know, other such examples of Hindu-Muslim unity. This is how you overcome evil. Yes. This is how you conquer the idiot terrorists that are trying to, you know, just damage people. This is what the terrorists should be. This is the book that the terrorists should be reading out of. Absolutely. Because these are the people that are actually having an influence on the world. These are the people who can change the world. Terrorism is never going to change the world. You're never going to accomplish your political aims through terrorism. It is not going to happen. Yeah. You do it this way. This is how you win hearts and minds. Yeah, and when, we, when, we, when Lyle and I keep saying that Muslims need to stand up and condemn that kind of behavior, this is a wonderful, wonderful way to, to do it, to lend your voice to creating those um you know those bridges over those conflicted areas so this is this is a really great way to do it give someone a ride who needs it yeah it's interesting i had an interesting insight into uh you know the local islam pop- islamic population here in newcastle i was talking to um local sheikh uh, very one of the most intelligent people i've ever come across just um an amazing individual and asked him you know why is it that muslims don't stand up why don't they why don't they become proactive about this why don't they you know and he said, anything that we do, anything that we say, and of course, they're all immigrants living in a country that where they're not fam- that familiar with the culture and so forth. He says, anything that we say will be misinterpreted and given a negative spin by the media. And so we are afraid to say or do anything. No, I absolutely believe that's a cop-out phrase. Sorry this to say. This might be the case. This, this no, might can, be the case. How but can it, anyone have misconstrued what this cab driver did? Oh, uh, yeah. N- uh, no question. No question. Maybe they didn't, they didn't stop talking and, of, and start acting like yeah. actions speak louder than words. I totally agree. I totally agree. But, you know, when it comes to talking to the media and so forth, I can kind of see where they're coming from. Yeah. And, and it's not that anything that they do will be misconstrued. That's not actually the case. Yeah. But in their mind, it is. Oh yeah, yeah. that's their perception, mm-hmm. and because that's their perception for them, it is a reality. They need to overcome that, they, yeah. And they need they, they they do need to be very wise. They need to pick their opportunities. And you know what I think we need to do is we need to actually, you know, particularly for people who have you know spent little time in this country, don't understand what's going on. They're feeling very much like a foreigner and outsider. We need to actually look at ways to create 
an environment in which they can be proactive and then step them through that ourselves. Okay, yeah. You know, like, like for instance, okay, guys, you know, this attack has happened here. All right, here's something that you can do. You know, go to your local Christian church and stand outside as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, a symbolic guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things that, things like that that actually give a very positive message. Um, you know, engage with your local population on, you know, significant days like, you know, Anzac Day or something or other that is special to Australians. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. We can probably sit down and think of a brainstorm a whole bunch of different ways in which we can educate and encourage them to become engaged and to be po- have a positive influence. Absolutely agree. Give us a call if you have an opinion about this. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. 1-800-324-843. This is JJ Heller, What Love Really Means. He cries in the corner where nobody sees. He's the kid with the story no one would believe. He prays every night. Dear God, won't you please? Could you send someone here who will love me?
That was JJ Heller with What Love Really Ma- Means. I was going to say with What Re- Love Really Matters. But What Love Really Means here on Faith FM. Time for clue number two. Yes. You're not so doing too well with a clue. No, with I've been quiz. doing terrible the last two yes, days. Yeah. It's embarrassing. I used to got like fringes of the flu hanging around. A little okay. bit. Just a tad. I'm still not sure you're going to get it off this one either. <laughs> okay, clue number two. Who am I? My wife's name is Asenath. Ooh. Lyle looks confused. Ooh, okay, I, I have heard that before. Asenath. The first name, and, and I do know this. Yes, you do, but you actually it's, don't. It's, it's in the ether. It's just, just, it's just. <laughs> I like you. Like, yeah, fingertips. yeah. I know this answer, but you actually have no idea, which is why you're not writing anything down. <laughs> yeah. Give us a call if you know the answer. Anna Beaton's latest album will be all yours. Beautiful Friday, uh, great, great um, musical album just in time for the weekend. Uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. There you go. Anyway, Mon, how would you like to go on a holiday yes, to the Cocos Islands? Yes, please. Do you know where the Coc- Cocos Islands are? I don't are? care. I'll go. <laughs> I'm already packed. <laughs> Which airport should I get to? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay, the Cocos Islands are a tropical paradise. Of course they are. They are halfway between here and uh, Sri Lanka. Okay. Australia and Sri Lanka. Okay. Kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that would be in the middle of nowhere, halfway between those two points. Uh, they they were, sound great, Cocos. What a great name for islands. They were first inhabited in either 1816 or 1827. They really don't know which by uh, the Clooney's Ross family who created it as their own kingdom. Oh. And ruled it right through until 1978. This is what how would we you like need to, have, to do. How would you like to have your own kingdom? island, your own kingdom, yeah. about 600 I'm inhabitants? I'm so down for that. <laughs> Sign me the up. Queen Monica. They oh, called themselves King yeah. Ross. There were uh, a whole <laughs> bunch of King, King Rosses because they're all Clooney's Ross family. Um, and they're all called John except for one who was called George. <laughs> Got one out. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, but a recent survey of these islands. Let me just find uh, where I wrote all of this down here. Who owns it now? Is it still the same family? Australia owns it. It's part of Australia. Oh, hey. Yeah, 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 it's us. It's us. We own it. Did we take over? Did we like... Yeah, we annexed it. Oh. No, well, the British annexed it. We didn't have to go to war against these um, royal families. <laughs> <laughs> All six of them. It was actually something that um, they applied for British or Dutch annexation and nothing happened until like the 1950s or something or other. Okay. Um, but they applied for that in like the first 15 years and nothing happened. So they just kept ruling it as their own kingdom. Good on They them. made their own laws. They interpreted their own laws. Um, they made their own coinage. They uh, they made their own currency. Absolutely. I'm absolutely. so impressed. <laughs> Please tell me they also create their own language. Um, they mostly speak a form of Malay because most of the workers who were brought to the islands, it was copper plantation uh-huh. were Malay and initially they were Malay convicts and it was um, yeah a class of society which meant that crime was rife and so they got rid of all those guys and brought in um, you know non-convict Malays and had a very very it has a, had an incredibly peaceful existence it sounds like there's a bunch of people on there now Ah, there's about 700 people live there now. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad for a nation. Yes. And it is covered in 414 million pieces of rubbish at a conservative estimate. Oh, what? Yes. How big is this island? Uh, there are a number of islands. It's a little bit of an archipelago. There's only two islands that are actually inhabited. Uh, bring it up on your Google Maps. Cocos, C-O-C-O-S islands, and it will give you a little bit of a, uh, um, a view of it. And what they find is that when you take a photo of the island, a photo of the beach, 
and you know it's covered in you know plastic bottles and whatnot. Only ten percent of the plastic is actually on the surface. Ninety percent of it is in the first. 100 millimetres, 10 centimetres, underneath the surface of the sand on the beaches. Um, so this is, you know, this is... And, and what they're saying is that our remote islands are like the canary in the mine. Yeah. Because they are your early warning that... Uh, because, you know, a lot of other parts of the world, the plastic will get cleaned up or whatever. You don't really see it. Uh, but on these remote islands where there is no actual way of getting rid of it. And this is this is part of the problem is how do you get rid of the plastic? Okay, Mon, what would your, be, would, would your solution be? How my, would you get rid of it? My brain is already ticking over. Collect it up and do what with it? Um, I would do some research as to find out what the origin of this plastic is. All over the world. It's global. It's global. Yeah, and it just okay. follows the ocean currents until it lands there. Great. Well, what I would do is I'd collect up collect the whole thing up and I'd, I'd, I'd do a drive to get people power on board so do a big mm-hmm. fundraising people mm-hmm. raising and then have people fly in on like mm-hmm. a, a, a yep. collecting up a mission Tourism. trip yeah yep. Eco- ecotourism and then collect every single last piece up mm-hmm. and then divide it up into continents and then ship it back to them dump it back in their backyard dump it back in there. probably can't do that because of biosecurity Biosecurity? Yeah. Dude, this is the Cocos Islands. They have their own laws. I know, but the, the, the laws of the countries where you are sending it to, that's why we can't bring it to Australia, is because of biosecurity. Bring all kinds of critters and diseases in that uh, we can't bring into our country by doing so. So this is part of the problem. So they took an incinerator there, but then they can't get enough diesel there to run the incinerator. Oh. As you can see from your map, there's yes. nowhere to have landfill. And it's, I can't believe how much. I'm just Googling um, Cocos Islands rubbish and it, I cannot believe the pictures. It's like beautiful blue water. And then instead of that white sand strip, it's like a strip of like landfill. It looks like, yep. a, like a rubbish dump. Yep. It's just yep. disgusting. And, and this is truly an island, island paradise. Today, you know, most of the, tur- most of the income there for the inhabitants is tourism. Um, it's just, you know, uh, one of the most magic places in the world. You can't get further away. F- you know, if you want to get away from it all on a tropical paradise, go somewhere like this. This is like remote, seriously, seriously remote. Mm. And uh, of course, yachties love to, t- to 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 pull in there and you know spend a few days or a few weeks or a few months or whatever it might be. All of this kind of thing, and yet it looks like landfill. Is it possible to maybe uh, collect all the rubbish up, divvy it up, and stick it on remote-controlled boats, unmanned boats, and then just set the course for each different country, and then just let them go off, and then just be like, "Oh, P.S. Australia, coming your way is a you know a pretty sizable tanker with uh, a massive cube of junk on the back. Just if you don't want to have any biohazards, you might want to deal with it before it hits Perth." <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then just a little memo to all the countries and be like, "It's coming your way." This is why. This is why to. Monica. This is why we don't have Queen Monica of Cocos <laughs> Island because this is what Queen Monica would do. I would be a terrific queen. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of income on an island with only 700 people in it and not yeah. that many tourists coming by. I mean, if you've ever been a tourist to the Cocos Islands, I would love to hear from you. 1-800-324-843. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially if you've witnessed the rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, this is a major problem in our world uh, combined with the fact that uh, they just did um, some dives to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, which, of course, is um, 30,000 feet down. Really? And guess what they found down there? A jellyfish. Plastic bottles. Oh, are you serious? Deepest part of the world, and it has, um, you know, all kinds of plastic That's a disgrace. That is down there. This is what our world is coming to. That's the deepest that ever, humans have ever gone, and what do they find? Our junk, our trash. And in the next 10 filth. years, plastic pollution in our world is set 
in next 10 years, just 10 years, mm-hmm. plastic pollution will double. Double? I thought double. we were doing a great job of like... Double. No, because of the developing world. And, you know, even, even us as Australians, we do a pretty terrible job. I didn't realise how terrible a job we did until my wife decided, you know what, we're going to cut down on plastic consumption, um, you know, single-use plastics. And so she came up with a number of very, very simple strategies. It's been like, you know, minimal effort, like really seriously minimal effort. And we went from having um, yeah. to put our willy bin out every week, now we only put it out every three weeks. That's amazing. It is. I was yeah. shocked. I was shocked at how much, how much rubbish we reduced. Was like you look in the wheelie bin. It's like it's empty. There's nothing in there. It's still in the little bin underneath the sink for a whole week. Do you know? I actually gave your wife a present of it because I heard that she was getting on that <clears throat> on that journey, which I was very proud about. And I gave her a book. I think it's like a one month challenge or like some sort of a challenge to, to reduce the plastic, just using simple methods. That's like not that yeah. hard. It is yeah. seriously it's not actually, that there's hard. There's actually a bunch of publications and websites and blogs out there that'll teach you in non painful ways how to switch, uh, switch out your plastic use, um, for natural stuff. And, um, Anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. And it is true because she got me into it a little bit. I'm not um, as far as progressed as she is, but it is absolutely astounding when you actually switch your brain, even that's into taking is. notice. Yeah, that's all it is. And all it is is awareness. Yeah. Yeah. You it's just, just being aware. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many things. Like, I was a little disappointed that you, you, there's not every single piece of plastic you use um, is recyclable. Uh, like you know, for example, like, you know, and unfortunately, when you yeah, buy, yeah. you know, people buy mushrooms and they come in those plastic tubs, which are recyclable, but then it also has that Glad wrap over it. Glad wrap's not recyclable, which is not recyclable. But they are doing those things where they're building Bigot. those eco bricks, where you get bits of Glad wrap and you stuff it into like an empty soda bottle or like a, you know, Coke bottle or a water bottle. And once you've stuffed it full of Glad wrap, you seal it, and then you can send it to this particular place where they use it in third world countries to build houses, and they're called eco bricks. Like, seriously, this. So there's a solution for everything. Just look it up. There was a spot there in my life Where I was comfortable enough to cling Onto the pain that pulled me down Thought it was giving me security But I had to reason with myself Telling me that's not the way life works Cause we weren't built to carry weight like that but when times get rough, your feet get heavy and you can't get yourself back where you were. I want you to know all you need is love, 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 love. Love, 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 love. I felt my mind pull and Listen to everyone All of the lies that I was fed Made me believe that I wasn't loved You opened up my foolish eyes So I could see and believe my worth Cause we weren't built to carry weight like that But when times get rough And your feet get heavy You can't get yourself back where you
that was With Love by Ashray. And guess what? Our interview today is Ashray. Welcome to The Breakfast Show with Lila and Mon Ashray. It's so nice having you here. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I have to tell our listeners that we're actually broadcasting, recording from Big Camp at Stewart's Point. It is just the most beautiful day. It is Super Sunday Fun Day. We've just been churning out the interviews, left, right and centre, lining them up. Interviewing them for their stories and chucking them back out. But while we're in the tent doing our interviews at Super Sunday Fun Day, which is kind of like a market promo day, lots of stalls, lots of stuff happening, uh, all kinds of things you can buy, you can learn about, all different kind of food trucks, that kind of thing. And in amongst it all, there's a mobile platform, it's a stage, and they have a whole host, a whole array of singers just going through, doing sets. And at one point, my producer and I were sitting here in our little makeshift tent studio, and we're like, what is that magical music we can hear? We were so distracted. All we could see was the back of you, Ashray. And we're like, when that chick gets off stage, we have got to kidnap her and drag her in here. <laughs> and here you are. We are so stoked this worked out. I can't believe the whole plan worked out. Like, it's just great. I love it when a plan comes together. Oh, it's so good. I was walking past to get a gelato, actually, and they said, oh, do you want to come sing? So I'm glad it's all worked out. It's yeah, good. It's great. <laughs> and, dude, I can't believe how young you are. Do you mind me asking how old you are? You look like you're 15. I'm 21. But that's close enough. Uh, you're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. pretty. <laughs> Dude, like, you're such a beautiful voice. Such oh, an amazing... Like, the, the song, like the lyrics that you were singing just really touched my heart. I'm just so impressed. I have... Uh, is this your first album in front of me? Yeah, this is my first EP, yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about this EP. Or tell us... Well, actually, maybe... Do you know what? Before you tell us about the EP... <laughs> yep. Tell us like how you became to be a Christian and how you came to decide, do you know what, I want to sing for Jesus. Because that's got to be a huge a huge decision right there. Yeah, fully. Um, I've, I've been so blessed. I grew up in a household that would talk about Jesus all the time. Amen for those yeah. households. Oh, honestly. And um, my grandma and my grandparents, all, all of them have just been such a stronghold. Um, almost a cornerstone even in my life just showing me the temple of God and showing me his mm, love and beautiful. Um, yeah, just helping build that and nurture that relationship with Jesus and I grew up in an Adventist school from kindy to year 12 and now I teach there actually which is awesome. Oh wow, so, <laughs> you're like dyed in the wool Christian. Literally. Yeah, I love it's, it. It's funny, so um, yeah I guess I just, I grew up knowing Jesus' name and I feel so honoured and so blessed to have that um, I guess as my story that I want to just yeah. share it and yeah. I want to um I think it's I think it's sad that you know as a church we often think that people who you know haven't got some sort of horrifying you know before and after testimony mm. like you know they used to be in drugs or in prostitution or something like, they sort of think you don't have a testimony unless you have one of those stark contrasting kind of lives but your story is the testimony of what happens when a life sort of stays right the whole way through like you, you know you stay with God from a child you just keep walking with him and then the blessings of that kind of lifestyle just sort of speak for itself mm. and I love those kind of testimonies just as much like yeah yeah f- I've, it's like I've the blessings believed. of God just yeah. shining through your life through your family through your grandma just you know it's it's a beautiful testimony mm. um you said you're teaching yes so I um I teach piano and I te- teach voice so it's music tutoring uh-huh. um and then I also co-run four choirs at Oh, the wow. school. So I love it. Teaching from like kindy to year 12 and it's, yeah, it's so much fun. So you really have a special talent for music then, huh? Oh, I love it. I have a passion. How <laughs> old were you when you realized, you know what, I've like got a skill set here? Oh, 
I, well, I was really little when I just fell in love with it. I guess I, I didn't really come to that conclusion of, oh, I never really like to think, oh, I've got a skill set. It's more just I have such a passion for it. Mm. And um, yeah, God willing, it touches people genuinely. Like I just, I hope that the little thing that I can bring, whether it's a song, whether it's lyrics, whatever it is, um, just might touch people where they're at. And that's, yeah, that's all I want to do and like go out into communities no matter their beliefs, no matter where they stand, no matter where they're at and just create music that would just feel like something different and something real that, you know, the rest of the world can't really offer. Did you, were you ever like sort of, you know, tempted with the idea of, hey, let's go like a diet down like a Kylie Minogue kind of a path or maybe like, you know, a Taylor Swifty kind of thing? I think that there's still Jesus in those spaces and mm. I think that that's um, genuinely where I feel called to be is in maybe a, a mainstream sort of setting if you want to say it like that in a sense and in that mainstream setting is where I can create hope and like actually shine that light of that whole thing of like in the darkest places is where the light can shine bright and I, I feel like there's so many amazing I guess unchurched ears out there that um, yeah that I want my music to reach yeah. so it's it's definitely trying to find the balance of writing openly about Jesus and sharing Jesus's love but also for those who have never heard his name before and in a way that their ears will be open to it so yeah I, and I like that mm. that idea would then breed excellence in in mm. your performance and in your music and I guess uh, I guess we're sort of seeing that happening at the moment with uh, Lauren Daigle like yes. she's doing amazing stuff for Christian music to like you said to non-church years people who may have never heard um, you know a song of glory being sung to, Je- sung to Jesus being sung to God and just hearing you know how different that might sound to what they really listen to and how excellent it can be mm. and, uh, and how being a Christian artist doesn't mean uh, being less of an artist or being you know less excellence or like a lower standard at, at all Absolutely. so what is it that brought you to um, to, to release this EP that you've <laughs> just released well um so I wrote these five songs when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. And um, I did maths in year 12. And I am not a maths person and I didn't like it. <laughs> and I remember my dad saying, if you just stick with it, we can just like, we can record some songs and you can have a bit of music time before I go off and do college. I was like, you know what? Sure. So that is a great character dangle awesome. in front of you. It was awesome. Yeah. And I learned nothing. No, no, maths was okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically I finished high school and um, I thought, yeah, I'll just recall, record these five songs. They're the ones that are most finished and that I like to play. Um, recorded them and very prayerfully was just getting ready to release it, released it and literally doors just started opening I was um, partway through my first semester of college doing music and visual arts teaching and um, doors started opening and God just started pulling me out I literally felt like there was this rope around my waist and God was just pulling me out saying no this way this way this way because all my life I wanted to be a teacher and then yeah he just pulled me out of that place and said no you need to do music full time so this EP is a collection of five songs of of like a snapshot I guess of my high school experience Um, and since then I guess you could say my lyrical choices and my songwriting choices um, have been so much more intentional um, because I want to like I was saying earlier I really want to convey the message of Jesus to those who haven't heard him as well as being a a voice or a song or something refreshing for those who do know Jesus and do know his name so 
That's, I guess, the journey I'm on post this EP. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, this is definitely like a snapshot, I guess you could say, of my high school. That's really great. Yeah. I, I love that. Like, props to your dad for He's like. So great. I'm like, do you know what? Every parent should do that. I think, like, to lure your kids <laughs> through like the hard times of mathematics or, or whatever kind of uh, subject they're, they're struggling with in year twelve. Just be like, do you know what? I'll let you record some songs if you can just polish this <laughs> off. Really, like the support from my parents have been amazing and still are like absolutely amazing. So, yeah, just even leaving teaching alone, coming from a household of teachers, um, they were so supportive of that, which is a story that I don't yeah, really hear great. much for other people. So I'm very, very blessed with that. And, but you can still teach through music. So, oh, like, absolutely. music is a great teaching tool. Um, mm. So, that's, I guess you're just teaching in a different format now. Yeah. So, when was this EP released? So, this was 2017 in June. So, June 5, I think it was, or June 10. <laughs> I should know. But June in 2017. And um, tell us a little bit about the song that we just heard, With Love. Yeah. So, you wrote all these, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, yes, so I did. Yeah, so, With Love, um, that's just basically a love letter that I feel God put on my heart to me. Um the first like words about it is that there was a spot there in my life where I was comfortable enough to cling to the pain that brought me down and that's such a big thing for me that and I, I think for a lot of other people is that we're so comfortable to cling on to the things that might hurt us yeah or might it's be uncomfortable. true we have such a hard time letting go of painful things which is just so crazy isn't it fully it's, yeah. an, it's crazy like you hold on to the things that hurt you the most it doesn't make sense but um God just taught me that his love is the thing that I should be holding on to and this whole song is just about how if we're going to hold on to anything it's holding on to love and how all we need is that love and to speak with love to other people and to share that love so I kind of yeah wrote the whole like with love as kind of like you know what you see at the bottom of a letter like with love blah 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 and just like with love from God that sort of thing does it take you very long to to churn out a song or is it like inspiration strike quickly and then you just get it out and then it's done or is it like (laughs) painstakingly come up with new lyrics and you know keep working on it working on it for weeks on it I am not a songwriter at all (laughs) not a poet nothing nothing like that at all so how, how long does it take to write these songs oh anything from about 10 minutes or 20 minutes oh, wow. if the spirit's just there or I'm just really feeling it um, I just get my voice memos up on my phone and I press record and the song like the lyrics the melody and the chords like progression happens all at the same time um, or there's other songs like the ones that you know I'll, I will be releasing um, they're very much thought through and they're very much like sat down and I've you know taken more time with it um, just purely because I've really wanted to be quite intentional with where I'm going and what I'm saying um, but yeah again like it just it really depends with the type of song and um, I guess what's put on my heart with songs that I feel like from from God it just happens so quickly and yeah it's really cool <laughs> so you don't just do the lyrics you do like all the the music as well yeah yeah That's so incredible. I play um, the piano on this I sing I'm yeah wrote everything on it and yeah all my songs yeah so when did you start learning piano is this like yeah grade two so okay. what is that six eight. or seven eight there yeah, it is yeah, yeah. yeah. w eight's eight years old <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um yeah so i started playing then and i've yeah not been able to stop ever since i love it i had the most amazing piano teacher that taught me classical and then realized i love singing and writing and just started to say okay let's work on chords let's get you in your space and just since then just opened up my whole door of just being able to create what I'm hearing in my head, which has been huge. 
Yeah, that's incredible. And I love that you had a teacher who was, you know, dedicated and passionate enough to teach you, mm. you know, how to do that. Because instead of just, you know, learning how to play, you can learn how to create as yeah, well. Which it. is, you know, it's no wonder that now, you know, an entire song comes to your head and you can write down the whole thing in one go. That's, <laughs> that's really quite a talent. Um, so we are going to be playing another song uh, at the end of this little interview. But maybe before we get to the end, you should probably tell us. Otherwise, we're going to get to the end and have no time. <laughs> so what's the song Colors about? Yeah, Colors is about a fresh start. Um, I wanted to try to paint a picture of rather what a fresh start is, trying to explain what it feels like. Um, so the whole oh, thing... interesting. Yeah. So I, I always have thought about like trying to explain colours to people that can't see, right? Mm-hmm. And then I tried to create that song of like, okay, if I'm trying to explain what a fresh start actually could feel like for someone, rather than just being like, oh, it's really great for you and it's awesome. Um, I've wanted to create it in a picture and with colours and with shapes and sounds and feelings and trying to, I guess, show them how beautiful a fresh start is. And that's a huge part of Jesus's message is this aspect of a fresh start and constant renewal and, yeah, salvation. And I wanted to just create that in a way that they can actually feel what that actually feels like. That's so funny because, like, I love how creativity means there's like no sort of right or wrong answer and mm. like for everyone it's different because when I think of like a fresh start I would think of a like seriously just a blank white space oh that's beautiful <laughs> that's that, so cool that you yeah. think of all these different colours which I guess you know would enter into the space mm. but yeah it's just really interesting how creative minds work differently love it yeah um, you actually have some more music coming out which yes. is what we were hearing our producer Shell and I that's what we were, we were hearing you sing on stage uh, out in the uh, Sunday Funday out there <laughs> and uh, so some of those songs are from your upcoming albums Tell us a little bit more about that. And like, when's it coming out? When yeah. can I get it? I, I seriously want a copy. I just uh, want to see that on my on my iPhone right now and listen to it on my home. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so this is... I ha- still haven't actually gone in the studio yet to record them, but mm-hmm. um, I'm planning with my team at the moment, um, recording and releasing about five or so songs um, between now and end of the year. And then, yeah, this album will all kind of come together in all of its shapes and sizes next year. So early on next year, it'll all be together, but... Um, yeah, you'll hear s- snippets of it. I've r- already released one of the songs called Landslide. Um, oh, nice. That's one of the ones that will be, yeah, I guess shown on that album. So, yeah. Well, um, I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain for what the lyric was. That I was, oh, something about uh, uh, not unconditional love. There was a song you were singing earlier today on stage, and the lyric was so nice about, oh, Saved by Grace? Oh, Saved by Grace, is yeah. It, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, that's a song oh, title. I cannot wait oh. <laughs> when that thing comes out. I want to be all over that thing. Oh, um, okay. Thank you so much for coming on board and sharing us a little bit about your story. And uh, we will be playing your songs on our show from now on. Now we've discovered a new, fresh, up-and-coming artist. And uh, really looking forward to when your next album hits uh, shelves. I'm definitely going to be uh, getting more of those. Tell us a little bit, uh, before you sign off, uh, where it is people can get more information. Do you have a website, a Facebook page, something like that? Yeah, all of the above. So um, I have Facebook pages and Instagram pages. That's just Ashray Music, um, A-S-H-R-A-E, one word. Um, I also have a website. That's just ashraymusic.com. Um, but yeah, and you can find my music literally on every platform. So Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you like it the most. Just, yeah, you can hit it up. And for those who might be a little bit too old for those kind of things, can yes. they walk into a store and buy 
a physical CD copy still? Not yet, but I do have physical copies. Oh, you if, do you have come to, if you come to my gigs, I always have them. Okay, and on your website, will it have like a calendar of your gigs and that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, okay, and wonderful. on Facebook as well, there's all the events and everything. So oh, okay, wonderful, jump wonderful. on. Okay, so if you want to hear more from Ashray, you can do so. Uh, Ashray is spelled A-S-H-Ash, and then same word, R-A-E, Ray. Ashray, one word. Ashray Music, jump on Facebook, jump on Instagram, check her out, Ashray Music. We're now going to be listening to a beautiful song. It's called Colours. Like painting with a new brush With your eyes closed So unsure about direction But you follow where it goes Bursting into colours From the unknown Refracting images from heaven That is caught between our souls My oh my how sweet The summer feels right after rain Warm my frozen teardrops Not the glaciers away up I see a new December Reaching from horizons it feels like ooh, it feels like ooh. it's like walking through the sand with no shoes on or listening to the waves as they're echoing the song Crashing onto shores with arms spread wide Or saying nice to meet you as their whispers fill your mind My oh my how sweet it simply feels to start again Salty waves and sunshine came to comfort as a friend I can see a new December calling from horizons It feels like to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. Happy Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5, designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. 
Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. Cry the tears of joy and dance all around you 